Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the newest edition of the Team Building Podcast. My name is Andy Cuny. I am the um, uh, head coach or success manager for Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, as well as Elite Real Estate Systems. And today on our show, we have a wonderful guest, Jay Niblick. He is the CEO of Wise Hire. How are you doing today, Jay? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Perfect. I appreciate you being on today. And I'm very interested um, in finding out um, a little a little bit, well, actually a lot more about um, Wise Hire, what you guys do, how you help agents mitigate or solve problems, right, and obstacles. So go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll kind of jump into what it is that uh, you and Wise Hire do for us. Cool. Uh, yeah, myself and a co-founder named Sid started Wise Hire going into our fifth year now. Uh, Wise Hire basically helps any real small to medium-sized business fill their gap in their bench strength uh, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to finding great talent. And we know that large corporations have 20 and 30 person human capital and HR departments, and they go to school and they get trained and they do all the stuff. The typical small to medium-sized business is such a huge disadvantage because we were talking before, um, it's a collateral responsibility for most of the leaders, you know, and the majority of our business has been in real estate, mortgage and finance and all the collateral industries and some way far away from it. But it's, taken on so well in real estate because typically a team leader is somebody that comes to us and they're fantastic salespeople. You know, nine out of 10, according to NAR, nine out of 10 realtors failed to survive the first two years. Yep. They're the one percenters. They're just kick-ass salespeople who know what they're doing and they can do it well. And at some point they grow large enough where they say, I can't do it myself anymore. Now, many people just want to stay there. They're like 60 houses a year. I got it. And that's what they want to do. That's great. But a person that we're dealing with, team leaders, they're entrepreneurs. They want scale. They see bigger things. They want to actually create a company. So now they got to go hire an administrative assistant, or they want to go find other buyer agents that will take the leads that they don't have time for, nor interest maybe in running. Some teams are just that. And, and when we talked before, I was talking about, I hate the term teams. It's a legacy. Correct. Really big, good teams are companies. Correct. This is just some junk that grew out of the fact that I work under this broker and I can't call myself Acme, you know, real estate. So I'm just going to be the something team under this broker's license. But the big teams, they see themselves as a company and they see themselves extracting that person out of the center and becoming the CEO in life and not being the chief rainmaker, not being the top salespeople. So there are teams that they just say, I don't have time for buyer's agents. I want to outsource them to a bunch of 1099 buyer agents. And hey, good luck. You know, and we'll keep it 50, 50, 70, 30, something like that. Mm-hmm. But the teams that are growing that we see today, they're really becoming companies. And Wisehire's role is to help them with that lack of bench strength. Now, where do I go to put the job up? What do I say? Today's job market is about marketing and branding, no different than it is to the buyers and sellers. 
How do I write that story, which we help and do for them? We bring in the science of the disk and the values index that we own and wrote. And so what are some solid scientific things that help predict whether this person can do this job or not? Whatever that is, transaction coordinator, admin, ISA, buyer agent, lead listing agent, you name it. And we, well, and we do all of that for them. Right. And, and do this for me real quick is we touched on something when we talked previous is you mentioned that if you're going to become a company, right? And that's how a lot of the successful teams are doing it today, right? Is yep. removing themselves so that they can work on their business instead of in it. Okay. Correct. And so when you talk about this finding bench strength and things like that, they are great salespeople, but they're not, they, they never got into real estate so that they could be a recruiter. Right. And when they get too big and you talk about, well, I was going to outsource it to these 1099 buyers agents. A lot of times they don't go looking for the best agent. They look for the one who will do it. Right? Yes. And we, we, we see that a lot. And, and what we found is a lot of people, and I think this is going to tie in really good because I'm really excited to hear what you have to say after this is we find one of the biggest uh, frustrations is people know who they want. They want to find talent, right? Cause talent's number one, human capital is where it's at. You find that, and then you create the position around them, right? If I find talent, I will create the position around them. What we find is that it's really hard to find talent, especially if you don't know how to do so. And then they finally wear down and say, you know what? The person who's willing to do it, that's my guy or girl, right? And then we throw a bunch of them on them that's not what they're meant to do or not what they're best at. They settle. You're right. Yes. All the time. I hear this all the time. And it's like, oh, I just made a bad hire. I made a bad hire. Well, why'd you make a bad hire? Because you accepted or settled for what was willing to do it instead of finding a right person and then giving them the duties that they're good at. So jump. And I think that you're you're probably going to hit a home run on this, or at least I'm expecting you to um, is tell me is, you know what, how do you look for that right person? And you're probably going to talk a lot about the disc test, which I'm excited about because we use that. And then um, kind of the process that WiseHire does to, to find that talent once we know what type of talent we need. Oh, and you started, actually, your last sentence is where it starts. That's the first sentence. What talent do you need? Because a lot of people go out and they have that, and I, not to insult anybody, an irresponsible, lazy kind of attitude. Sure. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Sure. You know? I want a big team that's making me tons of money and fame, but I don't want to work at it like a CEO. And so the CEO has to stop and say, I need to treat this more professionally. So I can't just willy nilly say, I'm going to keep selling all these things and be the competitive team leader. What is it you're looking for? And if you don't stop to say, what's this role, then you're most likely to find the wrong person for the role because depending on the role, that's hard to find. So let's just kind of go through the personalities a little bit. Perfect. Nine out of 10 realtors fail to survive the first two years, right? Well, this industry seems to attract, for some reason we're not sure yet, a personality that looks more like a showing agent. And so on DISC, if you're familiar with it, you have the D, the I, the S, and the C. The D is decisiveness, interactiveness, stabilizing, and consciousness. How quickly you make decisions. It's problems, people, pace, procedures. How quickly do you make decisions? So high Ds are very aggressive, outgoing hunter-gatherers that are really great for prospecting and moving. High Is, great persuaders, again, tied with a high D, perfect hunter-gatherer. S, stabilizers. That brings more patience. So where you go from a listing agent who wants to play HGTV, right? Here's three houses, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, pick one, 
to the showing agent or the buyer agent in this case, who is okay with showing the Joneses 30 houses. You can't have all four of them high and you need a higher S to have the stability and the patience to help these buyers look at all these houses. That's why a lot of listing agents want the listings because it's one client and I'm done. Let me go out and see if I can sell it. They get to go hammer. They, yep, they get to do that. They get to kill the listing presentation and then they're, it's on autopilot. That's it. You know, I don't need a lot of patience and it's a lot of diversity and I'm out constantly doing all kinds of new things. Yep. But if you, then you say that person, Hey, let's go do all these houses. They don't like it because it's not in their strengths. It's not in their wheelhouse. <laughs> We've profiled Lord. I don't know, maybe a million agents in the country. That's it? I mean, a lot. <laughs> and if you uh, see, by the way, is the conscientiousness. So it's a level of detail, how accurately, how pedantic, how anal are you about at, you know, perfection. Yep. You don't, when one goes up, something has to give, you, you can't find all four high. It's doesn't okay. exist. That would be, so I can't be a 99 all across the board, across the board. No, no, it's the mathematically it's an invalid profile. Okay. Uh, Dr. Marston from Harvard who created the original theory invented the wonder woman character, by the way, um, <laughs> and the lie detector. And which is why the Wonder Woman's lasso of truth is he created a lie detector. Uh, oh my God, I love was, it. <laughs> he was, that's it, true. She was the only one who was supposed to embody all four at 100%. And so he okay. had to make a fictitious character. He actually did it because he believed in women's rights and he knew his generation was shot. So he said, I'll start influencing the next generation of kids and give them a strong female character to grow up and, and respect. But the C and the S tend to predominate more in those slower paced, more stable, more repetitious jobs. So a lot of back office mm -hmm. uh, tend to have a high CS. But when you have somebody who's a buyer agent, we found two types. We didn't know this going out there. And there's those that are more aggressive and less stable and less accurate, but they're still not like a listing agent, extremity. And then there's those that are a lot more like an admin the values drives them differently and they're still a high economic and we haven't talked about that but that's the desire to go out and generate a lot of revenue unlike an ops person but then they get out there and they find well i did put it out to my sphere of influence and friends and family and you know nobody's coming calling and so they're reactive salespeople. they may yeah. be trained and well at negotiating at the table but sure. they sit there like a furniture salesperson until you walk up and push their button and say i need a couch they're just standing there waiting for you to come to them. So the two foot. They're great when opportunities present themselves instead of going out and creating the opportunities. Reactive versus proactive. And they can rule it, but until you push the button, they're standing there like a robot just waiting. And again, gotcha. this is fantastic for buyer agents who are in an office with an ISA. A team lead coming in will hand these leads to uh, that type of buyer agent. And I would argue 70% of the agents we've seen in the country look like this, which is probably why nine out of 10 of them fail. Because the leads come in, the listing agent gives them to them, but they still have to prospect them. They still have to hunt them. And you'll see one email and a voicemail. And then they sit and they go, well, no, I left my voicemail. They have my number. When they're ready, they'll Okay, call. you just got the attention of every team leader who's listening right now. They just said, wait a second, rewind that real quick. <laughs> Now, now they've because leaned in and they put their, those IDs actually put their pens down, right? And yeah. are now listening or they stopped working out or doing whatever it is they're doing as well as listening to this. Now they want to know. So go ahead. And you alluded to it. It's, it really has to do with not understanding that there's different personality types. And we, without this knowledge, assume everybody's like me. So right. the quarterback, the team leader, right? She mm -hmm. takes the ball and she spins around and hands it to the running back. Well, the running back in this case is a buyer agent who's 30 yards away. 
You know, they go, if I got this lead, here's what I would do. Well, they punt it back to the running back, in this case, the buyer agent. And there's just, it's too big a get. They turn around and drop it, and it's right there. And they're looking at the buyer agent going, come get it. Run up here and get the damn ball and do it. If there's an ISA in the football analogy, that's the person who's standing right behind the quarterback. And I know this is a wacky analogy for football, but they run it back to that buyer agent. They fill that gap. So we see offices where you've got the majority of buyer agent personality types. If there's an ISA in between that's doing the prospecting, the dripping, the nurturing, the you know, calling them six, seven, eight touches, 15 touches, they're constantly nurturing these people. To where they get to the point where they're ready to say, on 2.30 on Wednesday, I'm going to schedule with you to meet our buyer specialist. They can carry them to the door of that furniture salesperson, open the door and said, Bob, meet Mary. And then Bob's gone. And he's got it and he can take it to the end zone from there. If you don't do that, all these leads come in. They don't chase them very well. And they just are sitting there kind of waiting. So it's why we see the two biggest trends in the country are one, ISAs. The hiring on the ISA side has gone up like any, unlike anything we've ever seen because that's that middle person that's going to have to... Some people actually have called us and said, can I title them scheduler? <laughs> actually, a title they wanted to put up, you know, because right. that's what they do. They mm -hmm. keep going until they get them on the schedule at 2.30 to meet with a buyer specialist. And the other one is outside sales. Yeah. It's probably maybe even the more dominant trait because instead of finding a buyer agent who you go, well, they got a license. I don't have to train anything. They're ready to go. And they're ready to go in one class. And that is that they have a license. That has no meaning or predictive meaning on will they be able to do this. If they were a killer salesperson, they'd probably be developing their own team. They Correct. wouldn't be sitting there. And they're probably somebody who's in that two to five year span that's had five sides last year. And, and you know, there's a reason for why they have five sides, and it ain't because they didn't get a lead off of Zillow. It's because they right. don't know how to close that gap to take that lead and hunt it and keep going after it to get it across the line to get the contract to then start going showing them houses. So they're 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 bringing out outside salespeople because they go, if you're a hunter gatherer salesperson, I can teach you real estate, but I know that you're going to take the ball from right there on the first line and go. Yep. 99 yards across the field with it. Okay. I, I let me, because I'm absolutely, we're living what you have said so far, right? We've lived all of these steps and I love it. So I just want to give people an example to hopefully maybe they can relate right to what we've gone through as well. So we have, we have 30 agents on our team, right? <clears throat> of those 30, about 19 actually take internet leads. Okay. Because we know they've realized they've phased themselves out because they will do the one call, the one voicemail. Well, there's not ready kind of a thing. Exactly what you talked about. We're okay with that. They don't have to take the internet lead, right? We're like, you know what, do what you're good at. And let's find what out what that is. Okay. So Perfect. they're that person who's 30 yards back, right? Not taking the handoff. So here's the deal. We have found now, uh, Jeff on our team here at Omaha's Elite, we will hand those people, right? ready to go transactions so that they can do it at a much smaller split. Like we're talking 25%, right? Mm -hmm. But they're ready to go from someone's sphere, right? From Jeff or my own sphere. Then the ones who will call those internet leads, right? And just wear them down and find the gold. And they're like, yep, I got it. They have to, they get a much higher, right? Split off of those internet leads. And it makes neither one of them, right? Bad, a bad person 
or a good person. It We have figured out what their strengths are and the time and effort they're willing to put in. And that has a monetary value to it. If I get paid for yards covered on the field, if I start at the goal line and run to the other goal line, I make more than the guy that started at the 50-yard line. And, and you know what? The guy who starts at the 20-yard line only has a good 20 yards. is absolutely okay with that. They love it. And, well, and you're absolutely, you're right. They're probably already standing in the red zone in this analogy. You know, they're, yes. they're, there's a, a whole lot of that sale from suspect to prospect, yep. negotiated to signed. You're, you're, you're probably down at the 30 or the 20, you know, so right, you're exactly. either within field goal range or, or, or touchdown range. Yeah. But it's personality. I think the best thing that you said, the really insightful thing people want to rewind and listen to back to again is you, I, I'm inserting a word that you didn't use, but you're being authentic or you're allowing their role to be authentic. Yes. And, and, and this isn't some fluffy kumbaya, love the person. And I'm all about emotional intelligence. You know, right. I'm all about loving people and, the culture has to be nurturing and caring. And you really truly have to love these people because they're part of your family. Exactly. In the end, I'm a, I'm a, a tech entrepreneur with a super high economic drive. And it's all about how's the shareholder value in the company? What's the revenue look like? It's the most efficient and effective way to generate more business and scale your business. So don't think we're sitting here saying, you know, you need to do this because people need this kind of respect. Uh, screw it. They can just go ahead and, you know, if they try harder or they take a class or they learn or something authentic, you guys, and I know your programs out there, you guys have said that exact thing. What is it that they're great at? And let's make sure that that's what the job relies on. And why as an owner, would I allow my resources that cost a lot to depend on somebody that's not good at something and then blame them. That's on me. Exactly. Yep. We and I think we talked a little bit about this off air. Was uh, it's one of my pet peeves uh, is when we go around, you know, to all these conferences around the country, and, and I'll hear team leaders say, "Oh, I have such lazy agents, or my agents are horrible. Why can't I find better agents?" And and I'm like, so the agents you recruited, you hired, and you trained, or did none of those things, right? But are associated with you are horrible. Let's take a look in the mirror, right? Let's have some sort of extreme accountability. And, and say, why are you attracting those types of agents? And why are you allowing, like you just said, those types of agents to represent you and your team? And you know what happens? It's about self-awareness too. So yeah, absolutely, everything we're talking about here is intangible. Why is this so damn hard to figure out? Because everything we've said is intangible. I can't see it in an interview. I really can't. I can try if you're a really good interviewer. And I'm not talking like, you know, masters and human capital that has been doing this for 20 years and you've got a process behind it. Maybe. Yeah. But we, without surfacing these things, without seeing them, what else do you go with? We go with, do I like them? Do I like them in the interview? Do they have a license? You know? Um, Cause you know, you're not going on their sales background you know, because you're not bringing somebody onto your team to split 30, 70 with you who had 200 closes last year, you know, or sides right. last year, they're not coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, but not at that split anyway, and they're probably going to want to be their own team leader. So you're just saying those things. We know like an unstructured interviews, which I guarantee you most team leaders out there are not using a structured interview process. It's an actual literal term and it, it requires structure. Unstructured interviews where you just ask a bunch of questions that you kind of think make sense. And if I like them in that interview, zero predictive validity. And I'm talking top institutions around the world have studied this 
And an unstructured interview has zero predictive validity. It tends to be so biased by what you like on your personality that only if you're hiring your replacement does it begin to have any credibility. But the farther away from your job, the job you're hiring for is, the more your interview is actually probably screwed up because the people that are different than you, you're not going to like. You're trying to leverage and hire out the things you're not good at. Almost always. And so exactly. when you find somebody that's, you know, you're interviewing them and you go like, oh, they don't think like I do. They don't like the things I do. They didn't talk the way I do. And, and you know, their score in the interview goes down. And so then you find people interviewing tons and tons of people and a whole bunch of them that just went under the bridge are good. Your gut said they weren't great because they're not like you, but that's all you're basing it on. Yep. But if you can, that's a great you can start point. to surface things, that. that's why disc and values is so important. Any psychometric instrument, okay? it doesn't matter whether it's mine or not. Any good, valid profile helps to put real data has to be validated and accurate and reliable and, and not mm-hmm. EOC compliant stuff. But anything puts data out there that then you can make rational decisions on. Then you can say, what is it that I'm supposed to be looking for? Which is one of the reasons we built WiseHire is it started with the benchmarks. We studied performance in these roles by the hundreds and thousands of people and said, what correlations exist? And the buyer agents that are in these teams look like this. And there's a hunter buyer agent and a helper buyer agent and ISAs and you know, TCs and you name it. We got about 200 benchmarks now. What do those top performers all share in common? And so our benchmarks automatically scan everybody that applies and rank them for you. So you know that the top excellent person looks most like the studies that have looked at the top performers doing the same job in the same industry. So it gives you a basis to go, well, even if I don't know that I love this person, I've got some hard data here that's very predictive that says they look like the other people who I may not like as much either, but who do a kickbox <laughs> right. job. Perfect. Okay. So now I've heard this and I'm like, yeah, this all sounds amazing. I don't know how to do it. Right. That's what I'm sure a lot of people are thinking. So give me some of the actionables and kind of maybe go through the bullet point list of, well, how does wise hire mitigate that for me now? How do they go through and handle that in finding me these people that I want to bring into my, my, uh, my business, my company? Sure. I'll keep this as high level as I can. So most of the high DI team leaders that are listening don't get mind-lumbingly bored with detail. <laughs> but um, if, if they we want the details, by, we'll let them know how to reach out to you. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I got it. So anything below 10,000 feet, call me. Uh, I'll let you talk to somebody else. Um, <laughs> so we start with the job description and we, we're best practice at how that happens. We have an entire editorial team that says, here's marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? And we have a marketing department of 18 people that actually gets involved in these templates. So the job description has to be perfect. And not perfect, but has to really resonate with the individual. So we write job descriptions for you. They're there. The job that you'll actually put up is done. You can edit it. You can massage it. We recommend it. Make it your own. But we've got keywords in there that speak to the personalities we're attracting. Okay. And that's important because a a high D team leader writes up there, I need a rock star, kick blank. Uh, take no prisoner, go get it person to work as my administrative assistant. And the great admins look at a lot of these keywords and go, you know, some of this stuff is a little off-putting and I I like structure and stability and certainty and I don't want excitement and craziness. We take that, we post it to the top 60 job boards for you. Don't lift a finger. We put it out there. Indeed, ZipRecruiter, MonsterGlassDoor, you name it. Automatically goes out. 
as people apply, we gather all their stuff. We get the resumes. We can answer, get them to answer screening questions that you might have put in when you started the job. You know, do you have a yeah. license? Do you have five years of experience? You can create these on the fly. And we give them the disc and the values. And we'll sit on them till they take the disc and the values for the first week. We'll keep dripping on them. You don't have to. We'll say, let's go ahead and take that assessment. Here's the link. Here's the reminder. If after a week they haven't completed it, we put them into your box under incomplete, which to me is a fail. You know, some of the t t team leaders come to us and go, I've got all these people that haven't completed the assessment. How do I get them to complete the assessment? They might be great candidates. And our answer is always the same. We've asked them seven times. Does that mean they're a great candidate? No. Yep. You know, it's a 15 minute eighth grade reading level assessment online. You can do it on your phone. So once they do that, we compare them to the benchmarks of that role that we've talked about studying and we rank order them from an excellent fit to a very good, to an average and a poor, and then the incompletes are there below it. So we bucket them up for you. So all you do is go in, click on the excellent bucket, look at the individuals that have applied. You can see the resume, you can see their emails, you can email in the system, and there's an entire tracking system where you can break it down to five minute works on a daily basis. Everything's stored there, everything's saved there. You don't have to remember everything or find all the emails in your Gmail with a thousand others or anything like that. So it's basically designed to spoon feed and help you without having to do anything other than look at who we say is the most qualified, reach out. There's an entire interview guide in there. So if you're not good with structured interviews, we give it to you and you just basically ask the questions that are in there, which by the way, are based on their assessment. It's not a standard interview guide. It's different it's for every sheet candidate. For all. It's different for every candidate because we're saying here's their unique strengths that you want to talk about in five bullets. Here's the weaknesses that you want to probe on in five bullets, and it comes from their assessment. The whole so it's ID friendly. You can yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to think about it. I just remembered. Oh, I'm talking to this guy in one second. Hey, John, tell me what it is when you get to a lot of detail. How do you let you know? Yep. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this is probably I love this, and and if we um, obviously it's team building podcast, we have a lot of team leaders, IDs out there listening to this. So um, I don't want to go too long, but tell me how somebody gets a hold of you, Jay. If they want to reach out to you, should they be reaching out to you? Do you have somebody at web address, email address? What is it? How do you want people to reach out to you? You can reach out directly to me. So it's J A Y at wisehire dot com, and that's W I Z E H I R E. Perfect. Okay. And the website is wisehire.com. Perfect. Uh, I love it. There you can chat with us. So, you know, the, the high SCs, we get a lot of DC team leaders out there. So the, the yep. higher SCs schedule a call. We'll answer everything you need, send you a bunch of documents. The super IDs, there's a chat button. You click on the chat button. You can get most of your questions answered. If you need to convert to a sales call, that minute pretty much happens anytime you want. Talk for 15 minutes, get you taken care of an hour. Perfect. I appreciate it, Jay. I appreciate your time. And I really hope I get the chance uh, at some of these conferences across the country. We got to run into each other eventually. I'd love to meet yeah. you in person. We've been doing this. It's I know, right? Exactly. Maybe we'll get you out to the Team Building Summit next June. That would be amazing. Whatever you guys right. need, man. I'm glad to help. I love it, Jay. Thank you so much for your time, sir. All right, sir. Appreciate it, man. You guys be good. You too. Bye-bye.